We back. Starting five podcast on Bluff City Media Podcast Network. I am the one P Shark. I am at underscore Scott Lido on Twitter as always. Welcome back, fellas. Yo, what's good? This is your guy Trev reporting live from Dillabrooks Island at the bar. We got Nardo Bombs three for ten. What's good, everybody? Hey, let me pull up, man. It's Ed Tab Shakir. Just a reminder to not never deny your own greatness, man. Go out here and be great on this happy Sunday. Some lot of negatives in there, sir. I know what I'm saying. <laughs> the two negatives make a positive, and we're being positive right now. Oh, okay. Look at somebody true? paid attention in math. <laughs> now nah, that's English. <laughs> Ooh, come back to this English. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff, man. Remember, I always follow us on Twitter at the Starting Five Number Five MEM. Follow Bluff City Media at Bluff City underscore Media on Twitter, IG, and TikTok as well. But first topic of the day, Grizzlies four quarter woes has started to get a little better the last month or so. And specifically seeing Taylor Jenkins make an adjustment that we all so it was about what three weeks ago we talked about them having four quarter woes. Things that he improved because you know can't make any more trades, can't get the close that two can be asking for. But let's try something out. You got a big man who's improved his play and he's actually Started dominating average. I mean, he had, he scored 25 plus for like four or five straight games before the last game. He only scored 18, but the team was, I mean, looking hard, scored 30. A lot of different things happened in that game. They went on that last game against Houston, they scored 150. But you started to see the half core offense going through Jaron a little more, even when Job returned that first Houston game, it was still going through Jaron. So I just want to kind of discuss it a little bit like, what, what have y'all seen, even? even alluding to the fact with Jaron, but what are other things that y'all have seen over this past couple of weeks since the last time we discussed their four-quarter woes that has improved in your eyes? Well, one, let's start off with the fact that we played Houston twice. So, you know, <laughs> let's let's put this, let's put the card out there, too. Facts, facts. No <laughs> one, brother, because if he didn't, I was. <laughs> it's about seven games. It's about seven more games before that one, too. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I, I just want I just want to be petty for two seconds. I just want to get some clicks on the podcast. Um, but no, it's like it's, it's kind of hard to ignore what you just said. Like I think we've we've talked about this on this podcast for a while. Now that we've seen the maturity of uh, of Jaron, we've seen um, him dominate sometimes in in moments and stretches. But now we've seen it, you know, in closing times of games where again, it's not too many people that is that can guard. Jaron one-on-one I mean you can definitely name some people out there but like on a consistent nightly basis it's not that many so you know why not take advantage of a seven-footer who has the speed and ability to kind of go downhill or attacking Jaron which is sometimes what I say why not give him the ball and so when you're giving him the ball that's allowing you you know to to, to take care of uh, or take advantage of mismatches so I think that's really what it is it's being able to kind of slow the game down for the Grizzlies sometimes and just say Jaron hears the ball and, you know, make a play, whether it's going to attack the rim or it's making plays for somebody else. So um, I think that's what it is, too. And I think, again, being able to give him the ball and stretches down the games. And if it's again, if it's not just him attacking the rim, it's him, um, you know, dishing the ball out to Luke Kennard. You know, shit, he's not on the podcast today, but Luke 316 out here getting buckets is, you know, it's Desmond Bain making shots. It's Santi Adama making shots. So. Um, I think that's really what it all boils down to. Yeah, just to kind of double down on that is essentially putting Jaron in positions where he can actually make a play and score. Um, and that's something that we didn't see 
um, from the Grizzlies early on when we started talking about these fourth quarter woes. Um, in addition, um, it's personnel. Uh, Got to give uh, Taylor Jenkins credit for that, for having the right personnel out there doing this stretch. Um, allowing Jaron to be Jaron, and it seems as though he's demanding the ball in situations where he has a mismatch to where he can actually make a play. And because he's been so effective at getting to the rim, if he's not getting to the rim, he's getting fouled, getting to the line, he's hitting his free throws. I think he's shooting 75% on the season, which is a decent enough clip for uh, a big man, uh, to, to say the least. Um, and then, of course, all of that is creating opportunities for Santi Aldama to get easy, easier shots, easier threes, Luke Kennard getting easier threes, Desmond Bain getting easier shots, and things of that nature. Uh, but really, that's all you can really chalk it up to is just putting Jaron in position to where he can most definitely make a play, and then it's Taylor Jenkins having the right personnel out there around him to allow him to not only do that, but just allow him to see the floor. And if he needs to make a play, you know, with his passing, he can do that as well. And I think everything y'all just said is like spot on. Um, and it does, like I said, just going back to my point I made on the last point, last part about, you know, just making sure the ball get to where it needs to go. Um, and Ty Jones has been doing a great job of doing that as well. So I just want to make sure we give credit to that. Um, but yeah, I do see a more of an aggressive uh, Jaron Jackson. Um, he scored 15 points six games in a row, which is what I love seeing, uh, especially for somebody that is expanding his game offensively. Um, and I'm sure we're going to talk more about his expansion and his ceiling. Uh, but for just for right now, I do love what I'm seeing. He's even putting up, you know, 25 in a few uh, past few games. So I love what I'm seeing from him um, as far as last game ex- execution. Maybe he could be that go-to person in the post that, that can get a bucket or two. Um, and I like what I'm seeing now. But then again, it's just a matter of him getting the ball. Yep. And back to y'all point about the comp level of competition, of course, uh, the Grizzlies do have a weaker portion of the schedule at this end of the season. And some of the teams that have planned are supposed to be the Bell teams have some injuries, of course. But, I mean, we're missing John Morant, right? So injuries are injuries. But it's nice to see that they have made adjustments, you know, not just sitting here saying, hey, we call we can't you can't sit here and say we're gonna call the call 12 play 12 is out now you actually got to find other avenues now when he got integrated back in the first game against houston in the fourth quarter i saw a lot of like quick passes where he passed the bank did he go off the screen get it right back then drive and kick it to general or like or the opposite what he did it with jaron to kick out the bank so i saw a lot of plays like that a lot of motion plays that was really good to see instead of just hey he hold the ball 15 seconds and then drive and then you know, end up shooting those two people or having to kick out to somebody who can't shoot. Now we do have shooters. That helps. Also, like Tuk said with Tyus Jones, he was helping a lot in those four-quarter situations. So it's nice to see adjustments being made. So I give a shout-out to Taylor Jenkins, someone I've been very highly critical of. But I do say, hey, he's still a young coach. I need to see can he make an improvement. So, of course, as we get to playoffs and things, of course, we hope this continues, especially with John Morant being integrated eventually back into the starting lineup. We will hope it continues. But – for now, I am very pleased and satisfied with who I've seen so far. And I did want to really give a special shout-out to that Dallas Mavericks game last Monday where Dylan Brooks and just the whole collection of Jaron Jackson as well held Kyrie to, I think, 0-9 shooting in the fourth quarter of that game. That was like a that was like the really big one that I was like, oh, they woke up. Because I didn't think that they could score enough to come back in that game, and they did, while also shutting down Kyrie. So shout-out to the team for that. On that point, Shark, like they won the last three against Dallas, and Dallas has been one of them teams like we can't beat. 
So for us to beat the last three, I think that's special and, and good for us. Yeah, okay. and one more thing to add from my end, like, Sharky, I think you were, again, you hit the nail on the head in terms of, like, what did, you know, uh, at the uh, in-game scenario look like with Jock coming back? Because that was my thing, too, because, you know, sometimes Jock, Jock can be very ball-dominated. And so, you know, there have been times and in, in instances where, like, it's Jock and Jaren on the floor, but, again, we don't see Jaren get the ball. So, again, it was good to see Jaren get the ball, you know, closing games over minutes with Jock in the game. But to your point, Sharky, exactly. Will that continue as John starts to get more minutes? As you know, he start they start to play more games together, and as the playoffs get here. Yep, exactly. Now, time for the new segment that we started last week. Of course, I'm like I said, I'm a new report reporter for the Hustle for Blood City Media. So, the Hustle Up segment, and I'll probably be doing this for maybe this week and probably next week, and how long they actually last in the playoffs because they did clinch the playoffs by last week. As a matter of fact, they clinched the playoff by, so they have a two seed in the Western Conference. And their first playoff game will be this Friday and against the winner between the Rio Grande Vipers and the South Bay Lakers. And the game will be at the Fedders Forum this Friday at 11 o'clock a.m. So if you want to check out the hustle, you happen to be off work on Friday, 11 o'clock a.m., <laughs> the game is at the Fedders Forum for the Memphis Hustle. But they did go two and two this past week with two wins over the Ontario Clippers and they lost to this, lost their final two games for the season against the Seahawks, Falls, Sky Force to end the season with a 23 and 9 record. And that's pretty much all I got for the hustle. Like I said, they got playoffs this week. Um, with it being home, I would see because the Grizzlies play Friday night. So I'm not sure Kenny Lofton would potentially play in a playoff game or if he still remain on the Grizzlies roster. But with them being home, that's an opportunity that he might be back. I know Zaire got hurt, so Zaire Williams might not be playing for him. But they did send Jake LaRavia down to the G League, so he will probably play in the playoff game. So I, I'm not sure how they'll do everything else with David Roddy and Kenny Chandler with it being at home. But we'll only time we tell this coming Friday. So y'all got any questions about Memphis also? Now, for me, uh, with playoffs, because uh, I'm kind of clueless as far as like G League playoffs, this is like best out of five, best out of seven. It's up. Uh, it's the way tournament into the, into the finals. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know that. Basically, basically, the top six teams make it. The top two teams get a bye. Then it's one game, one game, one game. Then that G League finals is a three-game series. So like one game home, one game on the road. Then if we go to game three, we're in a takeoff. All right, I have a I have a question, and it if you don't have the answer, it, it's fine. Um, who is someone outside of? who the Grizzlies drafted that you feel that's on this hustle roster that you feel we should kind of keep an eye on. So like if somebody just like, all right, I know about Kennedy Chandler. I know about junior. I know, you know, Zaire and Jake is down there. I know they were Roddy has spent some time down there. Who else that may not have been getting a lot of mentions or things of that nature period, probably because they're in the G league that you feel that uh, people should probably keep their eyes on as the hustle uh, loads up for this playoff run. Yep. Uh, one obvious player is Matthew Hurt. I mentioned him last week. He had a, like a three-game scenario where he's going 30, 28, and 20. He's, he's, so ever since I started covering Hustle, none of those players who played for the Grizzlies have played except uh, Zaire. He came like the game that I missed. And then I think Jacob Raper came, then Jacob Raper came down this past week. So before that, Matthew Hurt has been like the head honcho leading the team, but also a couple other players. If y'all remember Dakota Matthias, he played on the G League Summer League team last year. 
and he's been shooting it really well. He broke the Memphis Hustle three-point record, single-season three-point record this season, just recently. And another player, Adonis Arms, has really impressed me. Adonis Arms, he's like a guard slash forward. Uh, he's really impressed me, just kind of like his hustle plays. He's a really good defender, and he's kind of like a drive-and-kick, drive type of player. So it, they got they got, they really have a pretty good, solid team, even without them, but – I think to win G League championship, they might need somebody back just to uh, you know help them get off the top. But they still been pretty solid even with those with the normal guys. And those are some guys I believe that could because Matthias Dakota Matthias really can shoot and shooting. You know, shooting is a premium in the NBA, so I could definitely see him getting that shot on the NBA roster at some point. So Trevor took my question, so I'm gonna just ask my the other question that I had in my mind. You might not have an answer to this. Why in the hell is that game is on on a Friday at eleven o'clock in the morning, G? Like folks ain't got Zoom calls for work that got that's got to happen during that time. Like, how are we supposed to support the local team? And he folks got a game right after breakfast at McDonald's. Like, that, how did that supposed to work? They want us. <laughs> they want us to sneak over on our lunch break, bro. Let's well, they say when to stop them on the G League lunch special. Half <laughs> 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 all prices. Got on food. <laughs> you got a Zoom call. Just there. take it from the upper level at the top. <laughs> you got a price to a background if you need it. Uh, so sorry. Yeah, I have no answer for you on that one. I know I can say this the Grizzlies have a home So the Grizzlies have a home game. They play the Clippers Wednesday and Friday. I thought they should have had the game Thursday, but I'm assuming the way G League, I haven't looked at the full G League playoff schedule. The season doesn't end to Tuesday, so that means playoffs start Wednesday. Therefore, I don't know if they want to do back-to-backs. The teams they probably are playing against, the winner, they probably play Wednesday or Thursday. So that's probably the, that's real, the real answer. 11 o'clock a.m., the Grizzlies got a game at 7 o'clock that night, so that's why it's earlier. <laughs> Probably gonna be serving brunch at the game. I'm gonna be. <laughs> hey, mimosas at a hustle game is crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna have prosecco and chicken and waffles. What a combo! They do like, like they do at their bars out here. You get a half off ticket if you bring a carton of eggs. eggs uh, you know the <laughs> Boy, right. hey. hey, it'd be nice because I'm sure pulling up. Oh <laughs> uh, man, but. Moving forward to our NBA style bracketology. This is our last week. Y'all have been watching NCAA tournaments, then a lot of upsets, a lot of random teams getting to the final four. So, of course, in our bracket, our NBA style bracketology bracket, we do have some of us may have some teams that you probably wouldn't expect to get there, but that's how the how they got lined up. So I start with mine in my final four. I had Milwaukee versus Philly on one side and Boston versus Denver on the other side. And of course, if you want to list the rest of our brackets, listen to the previous two episodes and you'll know like how we came to our final four conclusion but milwaukee versus philly boston versus denver these are all one seeds in my bracket milwaukee is at home because they were the number one overall seed easily pick milwaukee to beat philly to get to the finals that's when philly's run in and that's when the choking this playoff choking of james harden d'anthony milton and doc river shows up at milwaukee and milwaukee is really just a built team so they're definitely going to find a way to get to the finals in this scenario boston and denver boston would have the one seed as the well boston had a home court in this game as the second overall one seed and denver's third overall one seed and therefore i held home team win in the boston celtics over the denver nuggets I think denver nuggets are like great home team road games kind of struck a little bit but i think boston making it back finals last year 
getting back this year is going to find a way to get through. And therefore, we got Milwaukee versus Boston. I haven't decided if I want a neutral court. Should we do neutral? I asked y'all this. Y'all want to do neutral court in the championship or the home? No one of Ross seed gets the – or, you know, your high seed get the home game. I was going to say, can we be funny and just have this on at 11 o'clock a.m. at the Anderson? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> right so when they kiss, let's go to the neutral court. Everybody <laughs> flipped the FedEx form to the, to the Landry Center. Gosh. <laughs> All right, that makes this a little tough. Giannis, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Sheesh. I'm going to go with Giannis. I'm going to go with Milwaukee. I'm going to take the safe bet. I can see Jason Tatum shooting <laughs> bad in a one-game scenario on the championship. Fourth and 17 type of night. Giannis ain't going to do that. I seen Giannis put up a 50-piece and then go to Chick-fil-A after and order a 50-piece in the game clinching in uh, <laughs> championship clinching victory. So give me Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks to win the championship in my bracket. <laughs> All right, Scout. Y'all go. Well, Scout. So Sheedy is off this episode. Y'all know, follow him on Twitter. It's really Sheedy. Scout is going to take over his bracket and give his winners from his final four. All right. So Sheedy going to be mad at me, but who cares about Sheedy at this point? So his final four. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Bro, skipping class. So um, in his Midwest bracket, uh, we have the Bucks. Uh, going against the the Lakers in the Eastern bracket, um, so Bucks and Lakers in a one game scenario. Ah, that's tough. That's tough. And as, I think we said neutral site, right? At the Lander Center, uh, Final Four. No, the Final Four is on the road with the championship. <laughs> oh, spooky. Gotcha. Um, in that home. case, yeah, I think I'm gonna just go Milwaukee. Um, home court advantage. Um, I just don't be – I don't see a scenario which, uh, to your point, Sharky, where Giannis has an off game. And I still think um, – I still uh, trust Drew Holiday um, in moments like that. I trust um, Milwaukee's bench um, as well as, you know, Brooke Lopez a little bit to to kind of neutralize AD just a tad. Just a tad. So um, I'll take the Bucks in that one. And then um, on the other side, we have the Suns coming out of the far west – or far east, I'm sorry – and then the Kings coming out of the Western bracket. So, um, hmm, what a pickle he's put me in because. A dilly of a pickle. Yeah, because, you know, <laughs> you got to. I like Phoenix. I do. But, again, Kevin Durant has had some of the most weirdest, most random injuries. Um. I still go with the Suns just because I still feel like there's a way that um, that Phoenix will be able to, to pull it out. So I'll go with uh, with Phoenix to 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 beat out the Kings in that game. So then uh, championship game will be the Milwaukee Bucks versus the the Phoenix Suns. There you go. Definitely well, speaking of that matchup, I actually had that matchup. Oh, am I picking? Am I picking that winner? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I go with the Bucks. So Shitty has the Bucks winning the entire bracket. Uh, so, yeah, I don't have Phoenix and Milwaukee as my championship. I actually have them as my Final Four matchup. And uh, to Skyler's point about Kevin Durant, he, he does have some of the craziest injuries. And his injury history over the last, we'll just say, five years has been a little shaky. But in the end, Phoenix is only as good as Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton. And we saw what Giannis did to those two, along with Devin Booker once before. 
Um, so I trust them just a tad bit more than Phoenix. So give me Milwaukee to um uh, win that side of the bracket. And then on the other side of the back bracket, I have our beloved Memphis Grizzlies uh taking on the Los Angeles Clippers. Um no matchup here. Uh, I'm just gonna assume everything is everything that's going on currently. The Memphis Grizzlies should take care of this easily and reach the championship game against the Milwaukee Bucks. And unfortunately for the Grizzlies, this is where our luck runs out in the battle for the top two candidates for defensive player of the year. Granted, I still believe it should be Jaron Jackson Jr., but um, I just think at some point our youth does come into play and matching up with Milwaukee um, one game to decide it all. I, I kind of trust Giannis just a tad bit more just for the simple fact that that squad has been there before and they've gotten over the top. So uh, I got Milwaukee taking uh, winning the whole bracket on my end as well. Giannis, no parade in the city. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. so lame for that. <laughs> uh, so let, 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 let's see. Let's see. Let's see what I got. So. And this is the final four, right? Final four, yep. So one side I got Milwaukee and Memphis. Uh, literally everything you just said um, is why I got Milwaukee until I, I see the Grizzlies beat Milwaukee. Uh, like they just beat, you know, the Mavericks over the last couple of weeks. You know, three in a row, I, I, I'm a believer that they can beat the Mavericks now. But until they beat the Bucks, I just remember that one bad breakdown when we were going heads up. I think it was last season. Um, and they just took off on us in the fourth quarter. That still left a bad taste in my mouth. So until the Grizz can beat the Bucks, uh, give me the Bucks. And on the other side, I have duh, 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 duh. I got Phoenix versus Denver in a one-game series. Uh, give me Phoenix. I do have Kevin Durant. I know y'all saying injury prone, injury history, whatever, blah blah blah. But this is hypothetical, and this is one game. So Kevin Durant is gonna go against Milwaukee against a Bucks team that he should have beat years ago, but his feet too doggone big. But now he got backup. Now he got a backup on a team that lost against Giannis. So you asked me in a one-game series, I'm going to go with the Phoenix Suns. I do expect this to be the NBA Finals matchup, actually. That's, I'm pretty sure y'all probably do as well. Um, if not, the Celtics may have something to do with that. Um, but uh, given the case, I would have the Phoenix Suns in the same as well. Uh, so again, in the finals, last two Milwaukee Phoenix. Give me Phoenix. Nice. Yep. I don't know if I expect Phoenix in the finals, but I do expect Milwaukee in there. <laughs> I had to see. I, I really have to wait to the season end to see how everything aligns in the Western Conference because hey, any given and see who's like see who's healthy because who, who knows it's going to be the case by the end, end of this season. But we got a couple more weeks for that. But hey, good brackets. This was fun. Uh, y'all having the last thought? So anybody's picks you got three bucks and one Suns, and the Bucks was in the finals against the Suns. I do, and it's not it's, it's not pertaining to this, but I'm gonna actually let y'all pick because y'all know my story about how I messed up on uh, missed Kevin Durant playing. He's supposed to come back Wednesday. I'm. Do I go to the game? Yes or no? Just real quick. I'm leaving no. up to y'all. Yes. One yes. One no. <laughs> one no. Trevor, it's on you. Do I go to the game if he plays? If he plays, it's, it's, a, it's a huge if right now. He's questionable right now. <laughs> I got it. I will wait until the tweet comes out 
yeah, yeah. he is going to be available. And if tickets are available. The game? Uh, <laughs> that's why I say no. This that's is why I say yes. You buy a cheap ticket. You sit at the top for like the first quarter, quarter and a half, and you work your way down, <laughs> down. to the bottom of the floor. So that way, if you would have spent max of fifty dollars, you know, and if you don't play, you only spend fifty are, bucks. Who are they playing? That's Timberwolves. Okay, it might be. So I'm like, depending. I'm like, depending on the party. You know what? Now I think about it, I will. I'm gonna lean towards yes, and it's not even just because of it's not no, because it's not. It has nothing to do with whether or not KD plays. Like that's some serious playoff implications Mm -hmm. right now. So that should actually be pretty good, regardless if he plays or not. Now, if he does play, then that's like a bonus because you get to see him in his first game in Phoenix, and then two teams that's battling for position in the playoffs. So. All right. Took, yeah, took yeah. One what, if the, what if the DJ at the game get sick? What if the DJ at the game get sick? Now they need a DJ. You see what I'm it's saying? Like, yeah. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> okay. I love y'all, man. Okay. I know this is a greatest podcast. I'm full aware, but I have to ask my guys. So, like, y'all literally decided okay. to be going to the game. What a scenario that will be. DJ get food poisoning. And God forbid, we don't want anything to happen to the DJ. I forgot his name, but he does a good job. But we don't want anything to happen. But if God forbid something does happen, I will be a food poisoning from a corn dog or something. Hey, we need a DJ. Anybody out there with DJ? I'm like, bro, that's me. Bro, 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 first track, he going to drop Young Dolphin. The whole crowd will be quiet. That's great. Two and a half quarters of the game. That's mean. That, that's me. <laughs> Myself in the trap. I play some body too. <laughs> then at the end of the game, he was like, "Hey, meet me at the landing set at eleven o'clock in the morning." For the the clock out. Clock out. Clock out, Scott. <laughs> it's eleven o'clock in the morning. The fittest form. <laughs> I'm done, bro. Oh no, that you good for that one, bro. That was a good one. That was a good one, man. But last topic of that to get back on the serious note, national media. Like I don't know, this is this is just the discussion. So shout out to Doc Holiday, WNC Action News Five Sports Anchor Doc Holiday here in Memphis. He had some words for Mr. J. Williams from K. Will and Mac. Or how the show? K. Yeah, K. K. Will Sean, and Max. K. Will and Max. Yeah, but I think the show is like K. Will and Max. Uh, the actual like how it goes. But yeah, Keyshawn Johnson, J. Williams, and Max Kellerman's show. And Doc got to get on for a whole segment, whole fifteen minutes, a whole fifteen minutes. Shout that, out to it Doc. was tired. Let's go. It was tired. The Doc is in. I like it. So they gave him everything, but they asked him a question at the end of it. I have to talk about the stuff they were talking about with Jai and. Suspensions, or you can spend whole season, yada yada yada. You know, he's not spending whole year, he's back, right? But he asked him a question. He asked Doc Jay Williams asked, or it was a Keyshawn. One and two asked Doc Holiday a question. It was like, who has the highest ceiling? Jay William uh John Morant or Jaron Jackson Jr. And I've seen this question a little floating around a little bit like around social media because the way Jaron's been playing lately, and you know how Jaron have and Jaron, you know, Jaron has living his potential, but I know we want to discuss kind of like, okay, why why do we always got to – and I'm necessarily saying they're trying to do this, but they could be pinning stars against each other. Why we always got to say, okay, oh, Jaren's doing this. So who's the highest between Jaren and Ja? We have countless examples. Uh, Tuke says, Stephon Marbury, KG. We saw it for the longest with Jason Taylor and Jaden Brown. Maybe the reason why Jaden Brown is 
having comments that he's having. So that's that's what the discussion is. What are y'all thoughts Jason about? Paul, Jason Taylor Paul, why are you talking like you talking? <laughs> no, nah, it helped about saying to meet the narrative, right? To hold yeah. yeah, I'm not saying that's it, but it goes into it. Like who who you choose, Jason Taylor and Jenny Brown. So what are your thoughts about just the whole Ja Jared narrative that seemed like it's maybe getting pushed? I'm going to be completely honest with y'all and say I don't like to be trolled. And I just feel like there are times where where the national media, they put things out there to see what they can get a click on, see what they can get a reaction out of. And so from that aspect, I get it because, you know, we got to pay the bills. And, if you know, if getting clicks, if getting people to tune into my 45-second video is going to help me pay my bills, then, hell, I'm going to put that narrative out there. I'm going to ask questions like that. But I feel like we as the civilians, we as the regular people, we got to stop letting people get those type of clicks. We got to stop allowing people to put narratives out there and we react to it, right? That's that's how I feel about it. For me, I don't understand or I don't care about the question at all because, I don't, because they're on the same team. I don't care, you know, how high – I mean, I, I care to a certain extent of what – Jaron ceiling is or what Jaron or, or what Jaws look like. You know, th- that's fine. But in terms of like while they're on the same team, I could give two craps. There you go. Let me let me let me put let me use that word. I don't care what I don't care who has the higher ceiling. So I just feel like we as a people, as much as we clown and say, you know, why did ESPN put this out there or why Fox put this out there or whatever the case may be, us as the regular people. Let's control the narrative as much as we can and not give those type of stories the clicks that they have been getting. That's how I feel about that. Yeah, man, this is just ridiculous because I I saw this and I started thinking, okay, you asked this about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. We see the situation going on there. Was this asked about Stephen Clay when they was having their thing with the Warriors? No. Uh, Was this asked about... I don't know. Was this asked about LeBron and, and AD or LeBron and Dwayne Wade when they were in Miami? No. No. So it was with Stephen and KD. It was KD. Yeah. I'll give you Stephen KD and I'll give you KD and Russ. So yeah, that, yep. that, that, that oh, happens yeah, as well. Um, but I don't care either, man. These two are both wearing the same uniform. They're both killing it. They're both more likely on the way to having great careers. At this point, you just gotta just just roll with it, and this guy said, just not even buy into it because it's just a way for these folks to get clicks, and it's a way for them to start up some controversy. Because let's just keep it real, we probably one of the most tight knit uh, franchises out here right now that's actually killing it, outside of maybe a couple of others, and it's really nothing to talk about except them possibly winning the West, and you know they don't want to talk about that, so. Insert this narrative right here. Bingo, bingo, bingo. Everything you just said. And my thing is, I know that it's a fun question to ask, but for one, they play two different positions. So how can we give an accurate answer if they don't do the same thing that we ask for? That's number one. Number two, I like I said, I get that it's a good question to ask about young players, but I've I've seen little rumors, little things like this destroy teams. Example A, my uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, when Russ and KD were on the same team, there were headlines almost every day. And then you had somebody like James Harmon's like, oh, shoot, I'm better than – I'm just as good. Then you got – what's that's going to be out, Desmond Bain? What, Ty Jones going to start feeling himself too now? 
oh, I'm better than John now. It's just small things like that to that I have people like us talk about it and say, hold on, there are, you know, and there could be, you know, future implications that 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 say this could be the starting point of when teams start to talk, start to mess up. Like they didn't ask, they didn't ask Steph and, and, and Clay. They, you know, kind of didn't ask about the Kyrie and LeBron because they were playing well together. And two things, they played different positions. So why are we here? You know what I'm saying? They both getting paid. Of course, Jod going to get paid way more. We don't need anything happening like the Stephon Marbury and Kevin Garnett case because those two players could have and should have ended their careers together, if you ask me. But, you know, small situations like this end up turning the big things to where we would have probably watched them, uh, you know, hopefully win a championship with the Temples. And they kind of are the same players, you know, if you ask me about it. So that, let's not do that, y'all. Chill. Chill on that. Yep. And another one, I think you mentioned it yesterday as well, Shaq and Penny. Exactly. They did a whole commercial with Shaq slapping Lil Penny off the couch. Like, Penny, media Penny. Shaq, Shaq was the one that told y'all to go get Penny. Like, come on, man. Let, let, let's not do that. Right. So, yeah. And I think Scott didn't actually say these exact words, but just exactly what he means. He came up with this race. Don't entertain people when they're bored. But society, people are going to do it. <laughs> we're not going to do it. We're going to talk about it, discuss why you shouldn't, <laughs> but we're not going to entertain it. So, yeah, that question is relevant to us. John Jaren, keep shining. Jaren, proud of you. Came a long ways on this podcast for us two years ago. People come here at Nick's <laughs> because we wanted you to improve. And now, You've improved, and you know a little bit of both. We thought you could be doing what you're doing now, then everybody else said, "Give them time." And guess what? Time has passed, and you have gotten better. So, shout to Jaren for making these adjustments, really showing drastic improvement this year. And job and rent, stay out of trouble. And hey, you saw when you came back, you still doing highlight plays, so you still job and rent. Just need to stay out, you know, get everything in order off the court, get everything with your mental's right, and. Man, we got a bright future here in Memphis. We already knew we did, but it, it remains it remains to be true. So, anything else anybody got before we end the show? Cool. As always, y'all know, follow us on Twitter, starting five number five MEM. Follow Plus City Media at Plus City underscore media on Twitter, IG, and TikTok. And check out the articles at BlusCityMedia.com. And sign up to be an insider with the coupon code starting five to number five for 10 percent off for yearly subscription. As always, you know, you can follow me on Twitter at the one D-A-O-N-E underscore P Shark. And you can follow me to the Lander Center at 11 o'clock in the, in the morning. You know, throwing this brunch with my boy too on the DJ. I'm just playing. I'm at underscore Scott on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I'm at the Art of Trevor. You know, of is a preposition. Yeah, come on down to the FedEx Farm at 11 o'clock in the morning. On top of brunch, we got these Nardo bombs, three for 10. So get them wise hot. <laughs> We got Nardo oh, bombs man. and green t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if y'all know how to do graphic design, know how to make flies, man, hit us up, man, at the start of 5 p.m. Because we definitely need a fly to get this 11 o'clock brunch going at the game, man. That's a dope idea. We actually just gave them a real idea. So just throwing call it out it, there. Call it brunch and basketball. Brunch, and, brunch and ball, bro. Big, like, come big on, no. Come on, man. And, and just, run, run and just had, had half, yeah. half specials on the drinks named after the players. See, see, we come on, man. Had a hustle brunch. Like, come on, it's the, so many. The so Josh Lush. That's what they call the Josh Lush. Josh Lush. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. Hey, but let me shut the fuck up and take an idea. We're going to be broke as some. At Tampa, man. Good luck to the hustle. <laughs> 
Yes, sir. And of course, our fifth member, it's really Sheedy. Follow him on Twitter as well. Until next time, go Grizz and hustle. Go Grizz, go hustle. <laughs>